it's really been an amazing journey for us. And a misconception is that financial independence, or at least the journey to FI, yeah. is this, this path of deprivation where you're right. Like you yeah. see it in, in these popular news articles mm-hmm. and, you know, eating ground bananas and all this other nonsense of trying to save every penny and scrimp and save and living this, what sounds to me like a pretty miserable life for 10 or mm-hmm. 15 years only to get to this, you know, pot of gold under the rainbow. And, and I think personally life is too short to mm-hmm. wish away any number of years, not less 10 to 15. Right. I mean, that's, that's a significant portion of your lifetime. Like what financial independence means to me and to yeah. my family is freedom and autonomy. Mm-hmm. It's having choices in life, which I think is mm-hmm. what we all crave. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. How can you structure your finances so that you have more options and flexibility? One path that's helped many families is working towards financial independence. For some, though, it seems like an unrealistic goal. They assume that if they're not making six figures or if they have kids, they're unable to achieve it. What you might not be aware of is how practical the principles behind FI can be for you. By applying the mindset, habits, and strategies, you can not only improve your finances, but give yourselves more opportunities to build your lives around who and what matters to you. That's why I'm excited that today we have Brad Barrett, co-founder of Choose FI. Brad went from being a full-time CPA to retiring with financial independence by the age of 35. Now, through Choose FI, he's empowering others to live more intentionally and get on the path towards financial independence. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the three biggest expenses you need to optimize if you want to become financially free, how to persuade your spouse to get on board with this and try it out, and how to enjoy the journey towards financial independence. Let's get started. Since we're talking about financial independence, I want to address a concern that a lot of people have when they hear about it. Besides having this misconception that you have to have a high income to achieve financial independence, other problem people have is they think they have to live a life of extreme frugality, where they are putting every extra cent towards that goal of being financial independent without having any fun now. And yes, I've also read those stories that are highlighted about the couples that have saved massive amounts, but it doesn't seem like they're enjoying life. But for many on the path to financial independence, their day-to-day living looks much differently. It's really been an amazing journey for us. And mm-hmm. I think another a misconception is that financial independence, or at least the journey to FI, yeah. is this, this path of deprivation where you're right like you see it in in these popular news articles Mm -hmm. and you know eating ground bananas and all this other nonsense of trying to save every penny and scrimp and save and living this what sounds to me like a pretty miserable life for 10 Mm -hmm. or 15 years 
only to get to this, you know, pot of gold under the rainbow. And, and I think personally, life is too short to mm-hmm. wish away any number of years, not less 10 to 15, right? I mean, that's, that's a significant portion of your lifetime. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't view it that way at all. I mean, to me, I mean, we have lived this wonderful life of abundance. And if you are saving a significant amount towards financial independence, you're going to have to look at your expenses through a different lens. And in particular, there are three major expenses that many families have. By reviewing and optimizing each of them, you'll have some significant wins. And Mm. what we've done on the path to FI is make structural choices that just Mm -hmm. simply don't cost that much. Okay, so we've set up a framework of a life where we drive old cars. Like if you get Mm -hmm. these three things right, you're pretty much you can you can spend lavishly on on everything else. So the three things are we drive old cars. So Mm -hmm. I haven't had a car payment in 10 plus years. I have a 16 year old Honda Civic and my wife tells me it it doesn't look so great anymore. I still cling (laughs) to the fact that it does, but but it drives wonderfully. You know, that one decision driving old cars is probably going to be mean the difference between about $750,000 in net worth when I'm 60. Like we've done the math and it's, I mean, it sounds ludicrous, but instead of having a car payment every month, just driving old cars. Now for you, if you're in the middle of a car loan and right now you're technically upside down, selling the car might not be an option. But what you can do as a couple is come up with a plan to pay off your car loan faster and then going forward, saving up ahead of time for your cars. That's what my husband and I did. We paid off, at the time it was a Volkswagen Jetta, paid it off ahead of time. And then even though the car was fine and we didn't need to replace it, every month we set aside some money into the car fund. And now when we buy a car, we buy it with cash. It gives us options because we're not tied to a loan. It frees up the cash flow. And it also makes us better negotiators when it becomes time to buy a car, which actually happened just earlier this month. It was time this year to buy a car for my husband, knowing that we had the money in cash. When we went to the dealership, we knew the price that we wanted to pay, and we actually got it in under budget. So this might not be an immediate win, but if you can start the process now, it will definitely free up options down the road. But there's another expense that you guys can look at and get some wins now. So that's one leg of the stool. Food is the Mm -hmm. second leg. Uh, My wife is a wonderful cook. Just wonderful. She loves it. It's like, it's her passion. And she looks at it as a game, which is kind of how we view Phi. You know, we view Phi as a game where we can kind of just make these little tweaks and like win at life, Mm -hmm. but win together. Right. And that's the cool part about it is as a couple, it's brought us closer. So, you know, what we've figured out about food and about going out to eat is that we don't crave the expensive, fancy food or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. We crave the time together. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So for us, it's we don't want to go out to happy hour where it's six dollars for a beer plus tax and tip. We have a happy hour every single day Mm -hmm. at home at five o'clock. That's mm-hmm. our routine. And we put away the phones, the TV's off, and we just sit there and we talk, right? And that's, that's a magical time. And that's literally one eighth of what it would cost 
going yeah. out. So again, just little, yeah. little things like that, you know, saving on food has been an enormous savings. So how can you make this a win with your family? Yes, eating out less can be a significant win, but if you do go out, make sure that you're getting the best deals. A lot of restaurants have specials at certain times of the day or certain days of the week that you can take advantage of, so you still have those special nights out or days out without having the big bill. And what's helped us resist those nights where you just want to go through the drive through or order delivery is making sure that you have some go-to quick and easy meals that are tasty. And I do have some articles on the site I'll include in the show notes to show you how to be a frugal foodie and how to make some quick and easy dishes that are delicious and just as good as the restaurant, but much cheaper. And the third expense you need to keep an eye out on is probably your largest. Housing is clearly the biggest expense. And, you know, we just didn't, we bought a four bedroom house in a nice part of town, Mm -hmm. but we didn't buy a lavish house. We bought like the least expensive house we could mm-hmm. find in this one school district. And, and when you set up that framework, the rest of life just doesn't cost that much, even if you splurge on other things. Optimizing your housing definitely will take some work. If you are renting currently, I do have an interview on our YouTube channel with Justin Pogue, where we go over some strategies on how you can reduce and negotiate a better deal on your rent. And if you have a mortgage, this is another one of those long-term strategies. Talk about and decide, are you in the right house for your family at this season of life? Or do you need to right-size into the best house for you and your finances? And if you are considering buying a house, I do have some tips from last year's episode on how to buy a house and still have room for your other money goals. So you're not going to be going for quick wins in this category, but you are going to be going for some big wins that will have a significant impact on your finances and free up some options for you. Now, you may be fired up about making all these changes, but what about your spouse? How do you get them on board with becoming financially independent? Brad has a great suggestion on getting that conversation started. Find what lights them up. Mm -hmm. You have to meet them where they are right? If you Mm -hmm. come to them and you say, hey, I just read this Mr. Money Mustache article or listened to 10 episodes of Choose FI and Mm -hmm. we're going to sell our car, sell our house and, (laughs) you know, everything's, it's over, right? Like we're going to save 80% of our income. Yeah. That person is going to look at you like you're a crazy person and understandably Mm -hmm. so. Like that is not the way you move forward in a relationship generally or mm-hmm. on the path to fight. Like you have yeah. to find where they are and what, mm-hmm. what would light them up about this journey to fight. For us, it was going way back. This is to almost mm-hmm. when we met, when we were in our mid twenties, like, you know, my wife and I knew that, you know, as we were getting married, that we were going to want to have kids first off mm-hmm. and that living where we were living, which was Long Island, New York, which is a you know high cost of living oh, yeah. of New York city, right? Like, that was always going to require a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And whether that was not being able to go on vacations or not being able to save for college or save for retirement, like even though we had good jobs, we were both accountants. We had, you know, I mean, starting pay wasn't fantastic, yeah. but the upside potential was decent, but we knew we'd have to give up because we'd always, we both have to work. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't good enough. We didn't, we didn't want to live that life 
for ourselves. Obviously, mm-hmm. many people choose to have two two income earners, and I fully respect that. But mm-hmm. you you know you asked how you get your your spouse yeah. on board, and it's you find what lights them up. So for Laura, it was mm-hmm. she wanted to stay at home with with these future fictional kids. Yes, you know, and that was really important to her. So mm-hmm. what that meant was we needed to move. And we actually moved down to Richmond, Virginia. And that's actually where I went to college. So we had some support network here. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, Richmond is probably about a third as much uh, housing cost as, yeah. as Long Island. I mean, it's crazy. And it's a wonderful, wonderful area. We live in a mm-hmm. similar suburban area to, to Long Island. And, you know, was it tough at first without, mm-hmm. you know, our family and all of our friends? Yeah, of course it was. But, but it was in service of this larger goal. It was in service, mm-hmm. not only of financial independence, but really of, I want to stay at home with my kids. Mm-hmm. So that when you have that kind of guiding light, it makes the, the other choices, even big choices like moving. And certainly yeah. you do not have to do something as drastic as we did. You do not decidedly, mm-hmm. but it made that decision very easy. So if you haven't ready on your next money date, Leave out the numbers and talk about what are the big goals that you guys want to achieve in the next three, five years beyond, and then talk about why that's so important. Not only will you get an insight to your spouse and what motivates them, you may find that there are ways that you can save now while still having that quality time. Even going back to that silly anecdote about the happy hour, you know, we had someone call into our show a couple years ago saying they're their spouse wanted to go out to these lavish dinners all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were multiple hundreds of dollars, like multiple times per month. And, and he wound up sitting down with her and saying like, hey, what do you value out of this experience? And for her, it was, you don't have your phone. You look me in the eye and we talk for an hour. Well, you can do that at home for a $10 dinner, right? You don't have yeah. to go out to a $200 fancy restaurant right and mm-hmm. and he was floored i mean he just it didn't it didn't cross his mind because he never had that conversation right mm-hmm. and it's so important to understand where your significant other is coming from just generally right like this yeah. might open up lines of conver- of communication that that you just weren't you would have not even known you would have been blissfully unaware of maybe for decades so while some people view this as Oh, financial independence. It must be deprivation. Like, I don't feel, I feel like the yeah. polar opposite of that. I mean, I think yeah. the psychology of this mm-hmm. is 90% of the battle, right? Like yeah. once you get, once you get the math, right? I mean, clearly, <laughs> and it's not hard math. I don't want anybody yes. thinking like you're doing any <laughs> difficult math here, but, but I mean, clearly yeah. if you're saving nothing, right. Or mm-hmm. you're going into debt, you have credit card debt and it's getting worse. Financial independence seems very far off, right? Yeah. You have to make changes. And I think that that's an important part of this is you can take in all the information. You can listen to your mm-hmm. podcast or mine or, or read mm-hmm. every blog in the world. But if you don't get up off the couch and take action, nothing's going to get better. So I think that is the crucial underpinning of all of this. Mm-hmm. But it's not my place to tell anybody what mm-hmm. action they have to take. I frankly don't care. I just care that maybe for the first time in your life, you take that step back, you have that conversation, and you move forward intentionally. And a big benefit that we see during our own journey is how as you're going through the process step by step, paying off that debt, saving more, investing towards your long-term goals, 
that you are freeing yourself and opening up more options and opportunities. It's not binary. This is not zero or one. Every step along the way, mm-hmm. you have more power in your court. And yeah. it's not like, you know, wielding it like a jerk or anything <laughs> like that. that. That's not, yeah. not at all. But mm-hmm. you're, you're more confident, right? Mm-hmm. You don't go into work thinking, like most people do, frankly, that if I get fired today, if that elusive they, right, if they yeah. impact me, my life goes down the tubes in two or three months. That's most mm-hmm. people. Right, most people living paycheck to paycheck who have no money saved up, if they yeah. lose their job, they're in deep trouble in yeah. one, two, or three months. Right, so mm-hmm. even having five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars in the bank, mm-hmm. like how many people do you know have twenty thousand dollars in the bank? You know, in the general population, not that many. Right, yeah. so while the financial independence number might seem really far off, mm-hmm. having that twenty thousand dollars in the bank. After a couple years of saving, whatever it may be, a couple, you know, six mm-hmm. months, 12 months, three years, I don't care what it is, you have more power, you have more options. You're not living in that, that stress, that fight or flight all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So it just makes your life better, frankly. So I see no downside at all to following a path of just simply not spending all your money, right? Like yeah. saving <laughs> and knowing that your life is going to be better when you're not stressed every second mm-hmm. about money. And going back to the beginning, one of the things we talked about was some people feel like financial independence is about deprivation or extreme frugality. But you have to understand it's really about prioritizing your money to go towards what matters to you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's fitness. So mm-hmm. like I, I was never, so I, I guess I played soccer in high school. I was always, yeah. you know, pretty good athlete, reasonably fit, but you know, then my 20s and 30s hit and I, I just kind of became not a not a couch potato certainly I don't think I wouldn't refer to myself as that but mm-hmm. I kind of just stopped focusing on fitness and I think mm-hmm. part of this journey to financial independence has been this overall kind of life optimization mm-hmm. which is I just want to be a little bit better I don't want to yeah. be I, crazy about it I'm not some like ultra optimizer who's doing like insane stuff you know but I'm just trying to get a little mm-hmm. bit better every day or week or month yeah. or whatever it may be, right? Just to be happier and healthier. So for me, it's about, it's about connection and relationships and you know, even optimizing my sleep a little bit, just like stupid things. Yeah. Not like, again, not being a crazy person, but just getting blackout curtains that mm-hmm. you know, cost 50 bucks each, which who cares, right? Because that's yeah. a third of my life. So you know, fitness... Uh, I actually started going to CrossFit about a year and a half ago, and I'm not one of these crazy uh, proselytizers for, uh, for CrossFit, but, yeah. but it's just, it's a good challenge. And it's something mm-hmm. I'd never done before. I'd never lifted weights in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And now it's something that I'm passionate about. And actually my wife, Laura, started mm-hmm. last week. So oh. it's something we do together now. We go to CrossFit yeah. a couple of times a week. And it's, I mean, it's awesome. It really is awesome. And that is not cheap at all in any way, mm-hmm. but that's something that we are very happy to spend on because, you know, we've seen family members of ours get older and, mm-hmm. and they haven't focused on their health. And, you know, in my family, there's some, you know, diseases that theoretically I can avoid if I'm healthy. And, yeah. you know, I want to do everything I can to be that grandpa or great grandpa someday that, yeah. you know, down there playing with the kids, you know, jumping up and down off the floor. And like, I don't want to be the decrepit old person and, and I'm willing mm-hmm. to spend 
time and energy and and money certainly on that. Mm-hmm. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode, as well as a money tip that you can use this week to bring you one step closer to your goals. The first takeaway is financial independence is about choice, not deprivation. Look, I see those stories too of people who retire in 10 years or less, and yes, they can be enticing, but don't forget the resource that you're really optimizing here is not the money. It's your time. So as you come up with your path and plan and timeline for financial independence, make sure that it fits your goals and your season of life right now. The second takeaway is financial independence is not binary. As you're working towards paying off the debts and building up your savings, you're going to be opening up those options. So enjoy the journey. Look for ways to improve your quality of life every step of the way, not just with how fast you can reach financial independence. Finally, if you're ready to get on the path to FI, let's start with that first step. Deciding which of those three major expenses Brad mentioned that you're going to tackle this year. Now, he talked about housing, transportation, and food. Depending on your current situation, one may be easier to change than the others. So talk it over and embrace having that win this year. And I also want to remind you about our sister podcast, Simplify and Enjoy. This podcast is specifically geared for parents looking to reach financial independence while still enjoying the journey with their little ones. And this week on the podcast, we talked about creating a budget that fits you and your family's goals. And last week, we had another financially independent-minded dad, Matt Miner, on, who took us through his family's journey, as well as some lessons they learned as parents along the way. You can grab that podcast on whatever app you use, or just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com. I hope you can join us. Special thanks to Brad for being a part of today's show. Guys, if you haven't already, you need to add Choose FI to your podcast list. They have a fantastic site covering a slew of different paths to financial independence. As always, I'll have the resources we mentioned in this episode, including the full original interviews that we highlighted in the show notes. So it's that time of year again. Next week on the podcast, we're looking at taxes, specifically what you need to look out for this year when you file and how to make next year much easier on you. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. And if you want to share this show with your friends, I would be so grateful. Let's make money a way to connect instead of being a wedge in our relationships. Our theme song today was by Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much. I appreciate your support. If you ever have any questions, please reach out to me. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.